You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Okay, I have to be very diplomatic about how I open our show today. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because are it's we all kind getting, of... Are we all okay in here? Yeah, we're all okay in here. We're okay. all okay in here. Right. Um, oh boy, I think people might hate me after this segment, but I, I have a point for telling it. Okay. Um, there, there was an employee uh, that had just... I'm gonna, not going to say him, not going to say her, not going to say when, not going to say what, not going to say where. But an employee that throughout the time frame of employment mm-hmm. at my company had made a lot of mistakes. Okay. Um, and But was a good person and a person who wanted to do good and who was well-intentioned. Right. And so it was constantly like, okay, one more try. Okay. One more try. Okay. One more try. And something happened and it was a rather large mistake. And there were many mistakes involved in this one mistake that made me go, okay, no. And I thought if this wasn't our company, like if this was any other company, this person would have been instantly fired. And as I was laying in bed, kind of processing the series of things that had happened over it, and the final thing that I had found out about it, I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I can't. This is such a huge mistake. And the ramifications of it, you know, are just, no, I can't do this. And I called my business partner, and uh, and I spoke to my CFO, and I'm like, I don't want to continue with this employee. Right. And my business partner was like, I see everything you're saying. You're right. You know? And then my CFO was like, you know what? We've tried and we've tried and we've tried to kind of make this thing work for everybody. And this employee is getting more timid and more kind of depressed and more withdrawn and struggling more and checked out more. And, um, and I thought, and I got this letter from this employee, like I try so hard, I try so hard, I try so hard. And I thought, okay, it's, you know, it's the new year. Like, you know, get over it, get over it, get over it. And as I laid in bed, I was like, no, I'm not letting this person go because I'm angry, even though I was really upset because <laughs> the mistakes, unfortunately, are. it's not a, this final mistake was not one that I could come out and say, this wasn't me, actually. I had an employee that made a really big mistake because it affected my fans in one way or another okay. who were disappointed with something <laughs> that happened and, and I was not able to come out and say, I'm so sorry, I, you know, I, this slipped through the cracks, this was not supposed to happen, and which made me that much more upset, because I take that relationship with the fans really seriously. Sure. I try to make sure they never feel 
betrayed, exploited, that they always know that like I, I have their best interest in mind. I care what they think. I care about their feelings. So it was very upsetting to me. But when I stopped and thought, okay, get over your upset about it. Even when I got over my upset about it, I was like, no, you know what? This person doesn't belong in this job. Mm. This person is not good at this job and this person is not happy doing this job. And it reminded me because I talked to Heidi about it because I because again, I went back to the whole Jillian's a monster. Jillian's a vicious beast. Jillian's a horrible person. Like my whole historical identity that we've talked about before and I'm a horrible person. I'm firing somebody in the news. And and I was like, babe, what would you do? And she goes, honey, you've been saying this for the entire time this person has been employed with you. Oh, dear. And I was, she's like, you've wanted to let that person go. And I was like, and it's not been a short period of time. Let's put it that way. And I was like, I know. And she's like, and it seems constant. And, I, and she's like, and it also seems like this person's not happy. And I said, you, and I go, but, but this person tries so hard. Their intentions are so good. And it reminds me of when I was an assistant at ICM, which was a, is a talent agency, before I became an agent. I was the freaking worst assistant. And look at Autumn's face. And here's why. I tried so hard. And I'm such a pleaser. Look at her. She just pulled her microphone over. I want to get close so I can comment if I have something to say. This is great. Uh, (laughs) I tried so hard. And I wanted to do such a good job. And like my whole thing is like, I try to please because I try to compensate. Like, no, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a you know greedy person. I'm not a selfish person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And the problem is my ADD is so hardcore that like I would just make mistakes all the time. I, you know, go to write a letter to send a package or a script or a this or a that. And I would have the, you know, I'd forget to change the subject line or I'd not, not change the date or I'd forget to change who it was going to. Or like, it wasn't that I forgot. I, I literally couldn't see the mistakes because like when you have as silly as this sounds because people are like oh yeah adhd it's not real well, when you have it let me tell you it's it's real, it's real. <laughs> like and, and what happens are the synapse of your brain fires so quickly that like you could i could be looking right at that coffee right there and if there's a ton of things going on for me i'll be like what what did i do with my coffee and like my brain cannot register that it's right there i cannot see it it's fascinating or like when I have I can do a million different things at the same time if it's a linear process but like directions for example if you're telling me oh put the wrench on the bolt and turn left no problem but if I don't know put the socket so-and-so on the such-and-such-and-so and turn left now I've got two different things to figure out so a, what is the socket so-and-so and what is the blah, oh, blah, blah, see, and B, go left, and my brain can't handle it. I just, I'm like, I can't, I can't, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't, because I, I can't, it's so weird how it pulls me, like, in two different directions. And so, if you gave me, like, a linear task, you know, in clear English, like, okay, but if it's, like, my mom will send me emails, oh, my God. And it's like, it's over babysitting dates, right? And she'll be like, sweetie, 
I'm looking at my calendar for the month of February, and I was going to think about doing the first Saturday, but I have a conference on Sunday, so I can't do. I was I could do that Saturday, but I couldn't. And I, I just I've, I'm gone. I've already left my body. <laughs> I, oh gee, really? I <laughs> noticed that every time I talk, you leave your body. Oh my god! I was like. And I said to my mom, I'm like, I can't. You can't give me the whole logic and the this and why maybe that. I'm like, I just need you to send me dates. Just this, that, this, that, done. <laughs> she does. I've been copied on those sometimes. And I, I see the email that came from Joanne and I read it. And I'm like, oh, no. this. I, I just scrolled through the thread. And then Jill's response, mom, please let me know what days you were available. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do it. Then I have to have a talk. How can we better communicate about that? <laughs> what can we do? Because I feel like I tell you, and you just don't, and then you don't remember. And it's like I put it in my book, and I remember that. And then another conversation. I'm like, I can't have another conversation about this. I'm like, I just need the date. Like it's just, oh my god. And she's like, I'm just gonna tell Heidi. I'm like, even better. Just email Heidi. So anyway, I was freaking terrible at it. And I thought, really thought I wanted to be an agent. I really did. And I did end up making it to agent, but it's a long story. And there was a whole host of other historical reasons that I got fired from that job. But it wasn't actually because I was bad at that job. That was some father stuff that came up at that particular job. But I, at the end of the day, I realized I was a terrible assistant and not because I didn't care and not because I didn't try. And I wasn't meant to do the job. It wasn't the job I was meant to be in. And I realized with this employee, I'm like, this is not working because you are not meant to do this. This is not for you. It's not. And so sometimes I think we get so caught up in living the life we think we should live, which is what ICM was for me, it was like, no, this is the job I have and this is the job I'm going to want and this is the path I'm supposed to take. And, you know, you're just not getting that square peg into the round hole. It's just not fitting. And oftentimes in life, it's because you're meant to learn lessons here mm-hmm. and carry them into the right opportunity that's waiting for you around the corner. And I wanted to bring this up because I thought for anybody that feels like, they're bashing their head against the wall. They're trying so hard and it's not working out. Like they, they just don't understand and they're, they're becoming increasingly unhappy. It's quite possibly because this is not the right thing for you. It's not. What can you learn and move on? What lessons can you take and let it enrich another aspect of your life? This is not the thing for you. And that's okay. And it's scary because nobody wants to be in that unknown space. Sure. Yeah. Nobody wants to be like, oh my God, what do I do with myself? But, you know, that uh, we find ourselves in the free fall of life. That's really where we discover who we are and what we're passionate yeah, about and what. Geez. And I was like, this employee, we need to give this employee enough money that there's not stress about, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And they can take some time and find themselves. Because let me tell you, I've watched this person over time become increasingly more unhealthy and increasingly more unhappy. Yeah, really. And I've commented on it to my business partner. I'm like, what's happening here? This is no, this is not good. This person doesn't look good. This person doesn't look happy. What's happening here? And it's always like, oh, well, you know, such and such, this happened or that happened or this person's figuring it out or yeah, they're, but it's like, so 
it just gave me this it reminded me of myself yeah <clears throat> at a job that i was not meant to be doing and how much i thought i wanted to do it and how much i thought and how much i cared and how well-intentioned i was and yet how now that i've landed in the job i'm meant to land in i fully believe this person's going to own their own company doing something that they care about something they're passionate about and be great at it and i see us working with this person in a different capacity down the road but that's all so i wanted to throw that out like if you are going through something like that try to keep an open mind and try to take a step back and think hey you know what maybe this isn't the right thing for me yeah takes courage though too it does you know to to let go of something to let, well you, as you say the free fall you know it's yeah. it's it's scary or if you've been fired where's the opportunity in that i've been fired me too i've been suspended too now they just fire me. No second chances. Really? <laughs> Isn't that weird to be fired? Uh, it's scary. Yeah, it's very it's scary. scary. It's scary. The, uh, to me, the scary. reality is when you wake up in the morning after being fired and you go and you realize, oh, this is what the world does when I'm at work. It's just yeah. that's that. I know. It's so surreal to just. It's the best thing that ever happened to me, though. That's when I really found myself and found what I was passionate about and figured out what I wanted to do. It was the hardest period. One of the, one of the hardest sure. periods of my life. Sure. But one of the most rewarding, and thank God, because it, it, it got me back into doing what I love and, and helped me find my true path. the runners, the lifters, the weekend warriors, the triathletes, sore muscles and occasional injuries are a fact of life. If you don't want to slow down for ice therapy, get Arctic Ease Instant Cold Wraps. You've never experienced anything like this before, okay? It's cold therapy you use while you're still active. So while you're running, biking, lifting, and you keep your joints and your muscles wrapped up and cool. So it manages inflammation. It's fantastic. They stay in place while they give you recovery benefits to ice therapy. The surprising thing, there is no freezer needed. They're sleek. They fit comfortably. There's no bulky ice. They are reusable, clinically tested, and proven effective. So just put Arctic Ease on, and you've instantly targeted cold and compression therapy where you need it the most, before, during, and after exercise. So don't put your training on ice. Get reusable Arctic Ease cold wraps at a pharmacy near you to get cooling relief when and where you need it, or just visit ArcticEase.com. Hang on now. Oh, Janice. Well, I have a new, I have a new, oh, hang on. Oh, dear. Hey, let me unplug this. I have a new kind of um, uh, second segment series. You know how you had the series? Oh. It's a little kind of a series, and it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, that's very interesting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh God! Everyone brace themselves. <laughs> no, I think this is really going to be. I think this is our totally Mar uninteresting. No, this is the Marconi right now. Okay. Oh, all right. This is okay. All right. Um, that's very interesting. It's okay. very interesting. Okay. Thinking about yourself. Yeah. In the second person. Oh. Uh huh. Or third person. Like second person is when you say you. Se a third person is using your name to refer to yourself. Okay. Got it. Like you know you know what I mean. Like oh. 
Oh, Janice really screwed that up. Or Jake, do do a third person, Jake. Do one as uh, an example. Jake is so tired right now. Yeah, we're having a conversation. Or you know, like, Jillian's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, though, <laughs> just let that go. Um, <laughs> led people to see future stressors as challenging rather than threatening. This reduced stress and improved performance in stressful situations. I'm not making any sense, but apparently, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, talking in the third person. Yeah, that, that yeah. allows you to reduce stress. Yeah, it probably because it allows you to de- detach, detach, from detach, detach, exactly. Yeah, like they demonstrated that A step outside of yourself. But don't you think it's kind of odd? I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, all right, and that's the end of the segment. That's it? No, I'm kidding. I'm just saying because oh, I don't like, really know where to go with it. But that's I just, all you got? So, well, I'm just saying that this is from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. You don't have like a list of that's interesting? No. Oh, I do have another one. I think you got to have like five that's interesting to carry us through this. Oh, okay. Here's another one then. The effects of grunting. Okay. 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 Now. This is very Jack Handy-ish. I feel like we're doing an SNL skit. No, it's not a skit. It's called, hey, that's interesting. Okay. You know how tennis players grunt, right? You uh, know how some, like, huh. yeah, right? And Or in the gym when people grunt, you know, yeah, like, yeah. which really uh, bothers yeah. me. The, okay. You know, the guy, the beefy, the beefcakes, yeah. they do the, for their last set, like, oh, yeah. and, okay. and I think, is it really, are they trying to be noticed or something? But apparently grunting, yeah. they did this power. Thing. Something to do with power. Gives extra power. Yeah, it does. In martial arts. Martial arts, arts yeah. I was going to say. Really? Yeah, but it's usually a kia. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, when they kick. But it also um, uh, pushes the air out of your, um, oh, for goodness sake. I want to say, not abdomen. What is the word I'm looking for? Sor- diaphragm. Diaphragm. Thank you. Uh, so that way, if you should you get hit, you don't get the, <laughs> your stomach is contracted. You don't get the wind knocked out of you. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, you can if someone hits you in the solar plexus, but it, it prevents, yeah, but for power. But yeah. however, power. you have to admit that sometimes, though, it is attention getting. Like well, in a yeah, gym, if sometimes. you're overdoing it. Yeah. Like the, you know, and tennis, sometimes it almost sounds like a, like a porno, you know. Well, it's an exhalation. And it, so it's a very conscious exhalation, which creates a deeper contraction and subsequently more force and core stabilization. I actually am a fitness trainer. Look at that. Wow. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. expecting all that. Yeah, we get pretty far away from these things sometimes, but at the end of the day, I am <laughs> great at that job. So then you- Every now and again, I might reference it. <laughs> so- <laughs> Look at me. So it would be something then. I'm going to start grunting then. I'm going to start grunting a lot. <gasps> yeah. Let's see it, Janice. Yeah. Hiya! Okay, no. here's another one. Oh, thank God. Here's okay. another one called that I went. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, that older. There's certain now. You would probably know about this being in the fitness business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That certain fabrics you stink. You stink in them. And have you ever smelled like? Have you ever worked out in some clothes and you just go, "Oh my God, I just smell like an old." I just man. Or it, you don't smell so bad. Anyway, this is what it's saying. Clothing textiles against our own human body has these external factors like, you know. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay. 
A trained odor panel. Apparently, these there's people that are are trained odor people. A trained odor panel. Oh, a panel of people. I thought it was a panel in like the crotch of your pants. A trained odor, and probably that would be affected by it. Odor panel. Polyester t-shirt smells significantly less pleasant and more intense compared to cotton t-shirts. Well, wouldn't that be because cotton? Allows breathing and... However, bacterial yeah. growth was found in cotton versus synthetic. Interesting. So, yeah, isn't see very interesting. What is your point here? That so what should we sometimes wear, you stink. polyester? <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess it depends on your body chemistry. Now, when you made your clothing line, did you have a, a stink panel? You have a moisture wicking fabric, yeah fabric that wicks moisture because because if you get it really wet when you work out you're gonna get cold you're gonna get hot so you want so how does moisture wicking work it doesn't really seriously just pull the yeah it like pulls the moisture off of your body and like evaporates it more effectively very you know what this is very interesting okay here's my last one Uh uh-huh this, this I'm is going, definitely not getting this, me the Marconi. Okay. Mm. Assessing the influence of artistic visual presentation of food on the dining experience. The okay. way things are presented okay. m- makes you want to eat it more. Like a salad that's just thrown together, you go, eh, you know what? That's okay. true. Okay. And there you go. So uh-huh. should I take a cake and then just smush it all up so I don't no. want to eat it? No. Maybe. <gasps> Maybe if cake was ugly... Yeah, we wouldn't eat it because that's what they're saying about salad. Like, like if a salad's like just not, you know not nicely thrown together, but if it's like it looks really pretty, we okay. want to eat it. Oh, they call it the Kandinsky taste of Kandinsky, who was an artist. Interesting. I can, I can always tell when you're not listening to me. I just went when to my you Facebook, wander. Yeah. yeah, see, it's just. I, I, just I think that like, is interesting though I was because like, how's that post I just put up doing? See, I'm I'm not a big salad person, but I love those wedge salads that like the. Oh. They look cool, and they're you know you eat it as if it was something else. It's it's more interesting and more fun. Because you eat. eat it, because I've never seen you eat a vegetable, Jake. I don't I, like vegetables. This, this something when I see that come up in here, <laughs> they just go, and I've never seen you eat one. So they see. I'll eat the wedge salads though. Or last night, very interesting. I had Mexican food, and they put um, they made me a small salad with pico de gallo on it, and it looked really pretty. And I'm like, yeah, that looks nice. I'll eat that, and see? I ate it. Now, if too bad that Jillian wasn't part of this, too bad that she's checking uh, her posts. Something about Pico de Gallo. You know, <laughs> I don't even know what Pico's, Pico's guy is. But now, don't you think now maybe? Oh, she's not listening. Oh, Isn't no, that amazing? I, I'm just looking at some um, the hotel I've chosen in Amsterdam. Uh, apparently, I just got confirmation is a good choice. When are you going to Amsterdam? After we leave the UK. I can imagine what you're going to do in Amsterdam. Well, at 100 years old. Married with two kids, probably not a lot. And I can't stand actually marijuana, so I don't know. <laughs> now, are you going it. by yourself? <laughs> can't stand it. Uh, no, Heidi is going to come uh, with me for that for that little part of the trip. But um, isn't that kind of funny? I know everyone's like, oh, my God. I'm like, I hate the – I do not – never been a, quote, stoner. Have very bad – my body does not dig that stuff at all. Really? No, hate it hate it i hate anything that causes a, a a loss of sharpness i need to be sharp oh but you'll pound tequila like <laughs> no but only once in a while no only once in a while no i know you don't only once in a while i'm telling you once in a blue moon 
Look at Autumn's here now, and she missed my whole very interesting. I started this new segment that I thought was quite. A, it's called. Ooh, that's interesting. It's a total bore. And Jillian zoned just, out I halfway ended up through. Texting doing, you. Did you get my text about the Amsterdam Hotel? That's because oh, Jan has bored the snot out of me. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should end this because people are already just fast forwarding through it. All that's, right. I'll just edit it. I just we'll just cut this whole segment. So many of you guys out there have lost a ton of weight or thrive on being physically fit, not just for yourself, but you love sharing that fun and knowledge and passion for health with other people. You've talked about getting certified. You ask me questions all the time. How do I get certified? It's simple. You just go to myusatrainer.com and get certified through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. The business is booming. The demand for trainers is soaring. You can find a career that fulfills you, that's rewarding, that brings meaning into your life. Get paid to stay in shape and help others at the same time. Make your own hours. Pick a workout environment that you enjoy. Work out with athletes. Help soccer moms lose baby weight. Get involved in corporate wellness. Whatever you're passionate about, whatever is meaningful to you. You can get started right now by going to MyUSATrainer.com for a free 14-day sneak peek of their fast and fun online program. And if you don't land a job as a personal trainer within 60 days of certification, they will give you your money back guaranteed. That's MyUSATrainer.com. Restrictions apply, so just go to MyUSATrainer.com for details. Okay, I read an article. Uh, this one is on a site called theopenmind.com. And, of course, it got me thinking. And it said, so there, the title for this is Seven Things You Should Stop Expecting from Others. And normally that wouldn't grab me because <laughs> I like to consider myself a rugged individualist. I'm like, I don't expect things from other people, but that isn't true. We do. And I started reading and I thought it was interesting. So they have this quote from Bruce Lee, right? And it says, I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations and you're not in this world to live up to mine. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll start reading it. And the first one they have is stop expecting them to agree with you. Oh, and God. I thought, I think I do do that. Yeah. You know where you say something and then you look at someone and you're like, don't you agree? Right? Yeah. You get it? Don't you agree? And I mean, I do that with Heidi all the time. Like, we were looking at hotels, right, for Amsterdam, and I'm like, this is clearly the better option. And she's like, I think the rooms here are nice. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not even close to as not. And I, like, was, there was no room for her <laughs> opinion about the other hotel. I was like, how could you not even say, how could you say that? This is so clearly the best. And it's like, I just expected that she would see it the way I saw it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so interesting because we're afraid of those differences between ourselves and another person. Like, if we don't agree on everything, what does that mean? Does that mean we're not, we're not going to get along? You're not going to understand me? Stop that, expecting them to agree yeah. with you? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to, you know, all that stuff, all that expectation? Oh, God, that reminds me of another opener I want to do. Thank you. But going back. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, stop expecting people to agree with you. Stay true to your own purpose. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, no people are different and that's that's part of the beauty is that we are all different stay open to their you know their ideas 
engage mm-hmm. in their perspective, but don't expect them to agree with you. It's not their job to agree with you, and it's not your job to agree with them. True. I will say it's your job to respect the differences. And it's their job to respect the differences in you. Okay. Stop. I love this. Stop expecting them to respect you more than you respect yourself. And that is so true. I always see people talk about bosses who demean them or significant others mm-hmm. who demean them. And I think, but you don't respect yourself. You put yourself in a position to be demeaned. You put yourself, you, you know, you say bad things about yourself. You treat yourself horribly. You make no time for yourself. You're vicious and cruel with yourself. You say nasty things to yourself. You deprive yourself. You neglect yourself. You think these people are going to do otherwise? No yeah. way. I remember my dad once said to me, um, when we thought I was heterosexual, uh, <laughs> men will treat you as badly as you let them. And it's not men, it's people. He was just trying to teach me a lesson about <clears throat> dating. Right. But, uh, and, and it's people. People will treat you as badly as you let them. Yep. They're not going to respect you if you don't respect yourself. And even if they did, you wouldn't believe them anyway if you don't respect yourself. Respect yourself. And then you'll attract people who respect you. And I remember the first time when I was a kid, I... I broke these two boards with a sidekick. I've talked about this before and I had this renewed sense of self and strength and I used to get bullied and picked on and I walked into school and I was like, all right, you know, bring it. Who's going to pick on me? And no one did ever again because for the first time, you carried yourself, carried myself differently. Carried yourself. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Stop expecting and needing them to like you. This is you news. Yeah. Well, yeah. Huh? Come on. Come on. No, it's true. It's true. I think you have that. No, I, I do. But I think we all are kind of surprised when people don't take to us or we don't know why or we don't understand it. And the bottom line is not everybody's going to like you. Some people are going to like you. Some people aren't going to like you. Some people are going to love you. Some people are going to hate you. It has no bearing or merit on who you are in the world. I, but the thing is, it's hard to exist in the same room as someone when you know that they, they don't really care for you. It's I hard. Just, I get it. I, I did it for years. And <laughs> the biggest loser <laughs> but i yeah. yeah i mean you know you just you that's when you know that you believe in what you're doing and again it's a mutual respect they don't need to like you they just need to respect you enough to let you be okay. it's when they disrespect you that's a different story you know you might not like me you might not get me you might not feel me but as long as you don't think you can take away my rights or you can do horror for example, I don't expect people to appreciate a gay lifestyle. I don't. I don't expect. I don't try to con- tell people who are uh, who have religious beliefs against homosexuality that they're wrong. I never do. I'm like, you have every right to have your feelings. With that said, you don't have the right to take away my rights. Right. There's a big difference. You have every right to not like me. You have every right to not like homosexual homosexuals. You have every right to not want to hang around with homosexuals. What you don't have the right to do is beat homosexuals, rob them of their civil rights. That's what you don't have the right to do. But I don't expect them to like me. I don't need them to like It's not easy. It's hard. We've talked about that. God yeah. knows we've talked about that before. It's not easy. Yeah. But, and it sure would make the world a lot, a lot more peaceful of a place. But, you know, you can't expect it and, and you don't don't need them to like you. It doesn't matter. You can't please everybody. They might just be unhappy. Oh, uh, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. All right. I tucked that in my pocket. Yeah. I'm going to skip forward. I didn't like that one. So <laughs> stop. Oh, this one I really loved. Okay. Stop expecting them to know what you're thinking. Mm. 
everyone does this. They think if you really loved me, you'd know. If you really loved me, and I talk to my shrink about that because, you know, we always think like we expect people to read our minds. You know, we don't want to be needy. We don't like to be vulnerable. We don't like to ask for things. We feel embarrassed when we ask for things and we think if the person just loved us, they would know, you know, to do this or to do that or to do this or to do that. And they don't, you know, and oftentimes what they, they're going to interpret your neediness through the, their their eyes and their insecurities, and they don't know what's going on with you. So they might respond in a totally different way. They, they can't read your mind. We're not mind readers. And they have their own stuff going on. So they're going to have their own historical response to things. And the only way for somebody to truly understand what you're going through and what you need is if you communicate it to them. And I remember I was talking, because I used to do that. I used to do a lot of testing right. when I was younger on people because I thought like, well, if you really love me, you you would have done something for my birth. So, for example, ready? I was worse. I wasn't just expecting them to know uh, what to do. I would, like, trick them and be like, no, no, it's okay. And then think, well, if you really love me, you'd do it anyway. You know what I mean? Or like, no, 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 I don't need anything for my birthday. And it's like, if you really love me, you'd still plan a dinner. And when I talked to my shrink about it, he said it comes from... This very primal state where when you're a baby, your mother does have to read your mind because you can't communicate. Mm-hmm. Are you hungry? Are you cold? Are, are you cramping? Are you gassy? Are you? And it comes from the desire to go back to that merged primal state where you think true love is somebody that can read your mind. But of course, that's that's not possible right. for people. Yeah. Stop expecting them to read your mind. Stop expecting them to know what you need. Stop expecting them to know what you're thinking and communicate with people. Yep. Okay. Uh, stop expecting them to suddenly change. I love this. People don't change. No. And if they do change, they certainly don't change because of you. Yeah. They change because of them, of something that catalyzes them, of something they lost or something they want. The person that needs to change in a dysfunctional dynamic is you. And if that changes them, your change inspires them or the loss of you catalyzes them or the, you know, your love and validation of them catalyzes them, then great. But don't expect them to suddenly change. Yeah. Doesn't happen. And last but not least, stop expecting them to be okay. Just let people be. Yeah. It's kind of like resting bitchy face. What's wrong? We yeah. can't stand it when people aren't okay. We can't sit with them just not being okay. What's the matter? I I do that all the time. What's wrong? What's wrong? Just let them be. Let them be where they're at. They don't need to be okay because you're uncomfortable with them not not being being okay, okay. which is me. So a T. So I like that. Just let them be. Expectations. Yeah. Don't expect those things from other people. Gotcha.
like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you.